We begin as always by praising and thanking Allah. He is the one worthy of our praise. He is the one we believe in, we rely upon, we put our trust in, in we put our trust in him. We ask him when we are in need. We ask him to send peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And we continue to do so to praise him and thank him and rely upon him and believe in him because we want to please him. And we continue to do so when he is pleased. When we continue to praise and thank and turn to Allah abadan abadan abada forever and ever all the time. We are pleased, we are content, we are satisfied. We accept Allah as our master, as our Lord, as our caretaker. And we accept and we are pleased and content and happy with Islam. And we accept Muhammad وسلم, as our prophet and messenger. As Muslims, like you heard earlier this week, we aim high. Sometimes when we lose sight of what we're aiming for, we don't perform as good. We have to be far-sighted. Look ahead, look at the long term, and aim very high. When you aim high, you know you're not going to get there in one day. It's going to take time. Earlier this week you heard from Dr. Jitmud that we aim, as Muslims, we aim very high. And the word aim is made of those three, word, three letters, A-I-M. And that's, he connected it to what are the dua that I just made, or the mention that I just made. That we are pleased and content and happy with Allah as our master, and with Islam as our religion, and with Muhammad as our final messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Which is in Arabic, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ نَبِيًّا وَرَسُولًا We are happy with Allah, with Islam, and with Muhammad. A-I-M, A-I-M, aim, we aim high. This is just a reminder of what you heard this morning from Middle and High School who were there for Dr. Jitmud's presentation. And indeed, Allah is our Rabb. This is something very important. Whether we know it or not, whether we accept it or not, whether we are happy or not. Allah is Allah. Allah is our maker, our creator. He's the one taking care of everything. Many people, they don't realize and they don't understand and they question. But that doesn't change the reality. Reality is reality and there are many realities that we don't see. But we have our intellect to find out about these realities. Allah is Ar-Rabb. Allah is the master and lord and caretaker of everything. That means that, let me start with a short part of my story. I came to the United States with a master's degree, and I couldn't find a job. And at that time I didn't realize that you can't just come from overseas with a master's degree from overseas, even France, even the Western world, and just expect to get a job in America. They want a master's degree from an American institution. I didn't realize that at that time. So months go by, months go by, I get a job for which you don't need a degree to do that job, and I'm still looking for a job, and then I quit that first job, and I'm still looking for a job, and months go by. 18 months went by, and I'm asking myself, what is wrong? What is wrong? Then I came upon Islam, and now I'm so happy. I'm so happy Allah did not let me find a job in my mechanical engineering. 
because I wouldn't be here today. And every day that I come here and I'm able to teach Quran, to teach Islam, to be with Muslims, to pray at my own work, I'm so appreciative and thankful that Allah made me Muslim and He didn't make me go to work for corporate America with a mechanical engineering degree. And that is, now I know. Back then I didn't know. What I should have said back then is, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ I'm happy and pleased and content. I accept Allah as my master. He has a better plan for me. Mechanical engineering is not the best thing for me. He has a better plan for me. So I accept and I agree. And I'm happy with what Allah has decided for me. And it took me a long time to understand this wisdom. And sometimes we never get to understand the wisdom of Allah. So you can ask yourself, why is it me that had to break my ankle, sprain my ankle? رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ why is it that all the other students are doing better than I am? They're more smart. They answer all the questions right. I always get them wrong. رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ Why is it that in the competition, I pick three hard questions out of the Jews? رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ Why is it that I lost my jacket? And I left my jacket and I can't find it in all the lost and found. And there's so many jackets, but I can't find mine. رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ you're not in charge, Allah is in charge. Allah is the master, the Lord, the caretaker of everything. He has decided that you wouldn't find your jacket. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for everything. But our limited minds don't always understand all these things. Allah has given us the gift to understand who He is, but we don't always understand everything that happens to us. Why do I have to pray five times a day? Raditu bil Islam dina. Why do I have to wear hijab? Raditu bil Islam dina. Why for the men? Why do I have to go to the masjid? Why is it better to? Why should I be forced to go to the masjid than pray in jama'ah? Raditu bil Islam dina. Why do? Why should I pray sunnah? Why should I fast Mondays or Thursdays? Why should I make any effort to pray fajr at the masjid? Why should I pray sunnah? Raditu bi Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But what does it mean, Raditu? Right now you could be listening to me and just... Stab Michael is saying that we just have to do it because that's the way it is. What does it mean, Raditu? Raditu is a high achievement. Raditu is a high level. We aim high to have rida. When you say Raditu means you have rida. To have that level is a high achievement. What does it mean to have rida? I used four words or maybe five words in English. To be content, to be happy, to be pleased, to accept Allah as your Rabb and Islam as your religion and Muhammad as your messenger and prophet. That you will follow his example. To accept, be content, be happy with. Accept, be pleased. Many times our limited minds we are narrow-minded and we don't see the wisdom. We don't understand why something is happening to us. And I give you a bunch of examples of why this is happening, why do I have to do this, and why this and why that. When you strive to aim high and achieve that happiness, that rida, that contentment, that means that you are relying upon Allah. Allah is taking care of things. Allah knows what is best for me. That is a high achievement. That is a high achievement. That means that you're, you're using your brain and you're being smart and you will achieve very high. 
when you are content and happy with Allah. That is what makes a person strong. That is what makes a person face many struggles in life and still be happy, genuinely happy and positive and have a positive attitude. This is a very high achievement. May Allah inspire us and, and push us to be thankful and grateful and be pleased with His decree, be pleased with His wisdom. Allah is the Hakim. Allah has all the wisdom. I mean, and we don't always realize. So, Dr. Jitmud, when he was mentioning this aiming high, a high achievement of being content, being happy with whatever happens to you because you trust the wisdom of Allah, when he was mentioning this, he tied this to his story. What was his story? His story is that his son was murdered. His son was murdered. That's a very tough test to be in. That's a very tough situation. And he said that my first resort, or my resort was, aim high. رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينَ وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ That is what made me strong in the face of that terrible, terrible catastrophe, calamity that happened to us. That is what made me strong. مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ No calamity strikes. No struggle comes to you. No hardship comes to you. إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Except that it is for by the permission and with the wisdom of Allah. وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَادِ Whoever still believes in Allah in that situation, Allah strengthens his heart and guides his heart. SubhanAllah. وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَادِ وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ Allah knows. Allah knows what you're going through. Allah knows that you broke your ankle and it's tough on you. And you wanted to play basketball, but you can't because your leg is hurt. Allah knows. Allah knows and He wants good for you. Whoever is happy with that, whoever is able to be happy with that, they're tough and they're strong and they can face any, any calamity. So this man, Dr. Jitmud, his son was murdered. And he was face to face with the large and strong young man who killed his son, who murdered his son, and he forgave him, he forgave him, he helped him, he supported him, and he even went to hug him. How much, how can you get all that strength? And in the documentary, you saw Morgan Freeman was asking, how did you find that strength? That was his conclusion from the video, that he found strength in Islam, he found strength when many people see religions as just instructions, instructions, do this, do this, don't do that. No! He concluded that this man found strength and the strength to forgive. And he found mercy in Islam because he was a Muslim in the face of the, one of the worst calamities that could ever happen for your son to be killed. And Dr. Jitmud, in his presentation, he also mentioned how when that happened... His aim, remember aim? رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينَ وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ وَرَسُولًا His aim high, to be content and happy with whatever happens. He remembered Rasulullah He remembered the struggles and the pain that Rasulullah had to go through. And he realized that Rasulullah was aiming high. He was content with the decree of Allah and that made him strong, and made him strong to forgive. So he himself, Dr. Jitmud, he was pleased and content with Allah's decree. 
And that gave him the strength to forgive. May Allah give us all the strength to forgive. May Allah make us all happy and content and satisfied and accept Allah and Islam and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله We thank Allah for guiding us So let's summarize what, you, what we've said so far that you need to take home Remember the story of Dr. Jitmud with this particular message that you need to take home. When you strive and aim high to be content and be happy with Allah and Islam and the Messenger, to be happy with what happens to you, to accept things and be patient, that will make you strong. So strong that you will face any obstacle in life. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made hijra, hijra with his sahaba sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of his daughters was married and she stayed in Mecca. Until she decided and the family decided that she was going to go to Medina and join with her father, be with her father again. And so they arranged to send her. They had a few people, you know, somebody was escorting her. And they chose the wrong time of the day to do that. The Quraysh were very upset. upset. We will not let you leave with the daughter of Rasulullah like this. If people see you leave publicly like this, we're not going to let you leave. So they went after them. And there's one man, Ibn al-Aswad, uh, Habbar Ibn al-Aswad. He went all the way to the camel that Zainab was sitting in, the daughter of Rasulullah And with his spear, he poked her and caused her to fall off the camel and he, she got injured when she was pregnant. She was expecting. And then after that, she had uh, you know, a severe disease for two years, I think, maybe a little more than two years, after which she died. Because of that man who poked her and make her, made her fall off the camel. And that happened, she was sick and died later on. That happened after what? When they went to the Battle of Badr. You know the Battle of Badr. Not an easy time for the, for the believers. Not an easy time for the Messenger He told Uthman ibn Affan, you stay home. You stay home with your wife, who is very sick. Who was Uthman's wife? Ruqayya, anha, the daughter of Rasulullah Rasulullah comes back from Badr with the victory to find his daughter died. So he had to bury Ruqayya. Then later on he had to bury Zainab. Subhanallah. And later on he also had to bury his third out of four daughters, Um Kulthum. He's left with only one daughter out of all his children. They all died. And he had to bury them all. How can you forgive the person who stabbed your daughter, made her fall off the camel, made her sick for two years, and then she ended up passing away? Young adult. How can you forgive someone like this? You also know the story of Hamza. Hamza and Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hamza radiallahu anhu, they grew up together. They were best friends and buddies. The same age. He was his uncle, but they were two years apart. So it was like his cousin. And Hamza was not in town a lot. Opposite to Abu Bakr. They were together more. Hamza was out of town a lot. He was hunting and doing things. 
But whenever he came back to town, they were, they were buddies. They would hang out together. He was his strongest support because he had a lot of influence in Mecca. Somebody, or not somebody, hint, the wife of Abu Sufyan paid Wahshi. And the word Wahshi means beast because that man was strong built to go kill Hamza. He went to the battle of Uhud. He just snuck behind the trees and waited. He didn't fight anybody. He was there on a mission. I have been paid to go kill Hamza. That's all I'm going to do. So he just waited. And then, and he had practiced the skill of throwing a spear. Or not a spear, a, like a dagger or a short spear. He had, he had practiced this until he found Hamza and killed him, assassinated him. This is the struggles that Rasulullah had to go through. Or not all of them. This is only some of them. And Rasulullah found through contentment and happiness, through being happy and accepting whatever Allah has decreed for him to lose six of his seven children, whatever Allah has decreed for him for, to lose his best friend, his cousin and best friend and best supporter, whatever Allah has decreed to him for him, he has accepted it, he is satisfied, he's happy, he's not questioning. He understands that Allah has the wisdom. He is happy with that. He still has a positive attitude in life. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He found the strength to forgive. Fath Mecca. The Muslims come victorious to Mecca. And some people started chanting, Hadha yawmul malhama. This is the day of slaughter. We're going to kill everybody. He heard this. He said, no, 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 no. Hadha yawmul marhama. This is the day of mercy. He forgave everyone. There were some who were hiding, like maybe 20, who were hiding in the mountains outside of the city to ambush the Muslims. So there was one fight over there, that's it. The rest of it, no fight at all. They came 10,000. Nobody was hurt. Everybody was forgiven. No other victory in history has happened like this where everybody's forgiven. No harm happens. And people started coming to him, accepting Islam. Many people came to him, accepted Islam. Comes Wahshi. Now this is not any person. This is the one who assassinated his best friend, cousin, and supporter. And he asked him, Are you Wahshi? The killer of Hamza? You're coming to me? To, to, what are you coming to me for? He didn't say like this. You're coming to me? You are Wahshi? The one who killed Hamza? He said, Yes. And so, Rasulullah just asked him to not look at each other. It was very hard for him to look at him. He forgave him and he accepted his Islam. He forgave the one who killed his best support. Then comes Habbar ibn al-Aswad. Remember him? Who's Habbar ibn al-Aswad? In this khutbah, what did he do? He's the one whose spear poked Zainab off her camel and she was sick for two years and died after that because of him. He comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah, face to face. Anta Habbar? Qatilu bnati? You are Habar, the murderer of my daughter? He forgave him. He forgave him. There is nothing on you today. He forgave him and accepted him to become a Muslim. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When you are happy and content and accept Allah's decree, accept Allah's instructions, accept that you have to pray five times a day, accept that you have to go to the masjid if you're a man, as much as you can, accept to wear hijab for the sisters, you accept Allah, His instructions and His decrees. You become the highest. You can aim higher than the sky. You can become such 
an impactful human being like Rasulullah was so impactful with his forgiveness and with his strength. May Allah make us like that. May Allah make us strong, make our hearts strong. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Radina billahi rabba wa bil islami dina wa bi muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nabiyyan wa rasoola ya muqallib al-quloob thabbit quloobana ala dinik ya Allah the one who turns hearts make our hearts be firm and be content and be satisfied with your religion with your decree with you as our master and muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as our messenger amin ya rabbil alameen ربنا أوزعنا أن نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر